0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow, and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. Thank you Riaz, for joining us this morning. Uh, Riaz, you're the CEO and founder or co-founder of Radiate B2B. Tell us a little bit about Radiate B2B and and what your position is in the market.
1: Yeah, sure, so um, first really good to be here. Thank you um, for inviting me. Um, We are an ABM sales and marketing platform. Um, We primarily um, work at the top end of the funnel, but can work quite the way through. We target specific companies with advertising um, across the internet, um, right down to the persona and location. Um, and that obviously allows within an ABM strategy to proactively reach companies that you couldn't normally reach. Um, and then we tie all that together with, um, with data to basically start to predict which companies you should be talking to next.
0: Okay, well, we'll get into that a bit deeper uh, in a moment, but just, you know, we're living through quite extraordinary times. At the moment, what what have you learned over the last few weeks with your business, obviously you know, on, a, on a business level, but also perhaps on a on a, on a personal level as well?
1: Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. I, from a business standpoint, um, uh, you've got you've got a, a certain group of companies at either end of the spectrum who, you know, it's very obvious that they need to stop advertising and stop investing because um, of where they happen to be as a business today. And and likewise, at the other extreme, you've got companies that are clearly um, able. They've got the the bandwidth, have got the uh, the war chest to be able to really go out and attack the market, and so are investing more in advertising. The, the tricky part is the bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, when you're in that middle spot, um, you you know, it is a it, you've got to basically be brave um, and, and make. Decisions and, and, and those decisions are going to be very difficult. And so um, but what we're seeing across the board is, is um, advertising spend um, um, across the whole market is down. But a lot of that is B2C in the B2B space. What we're seeing is the, the, the sort of early winners in markets or the companies that are leading are, are, um, are able to really take more larger share of market voice. Um, because the cost of delivering these advertising is down um, as people have left. So supply Mm. is, is, you know, much higher and demand is is lower. Um, And so in some ways there's, you know, there's opportunity, but uh, and and like all things, when there is change, there is opportunity, but you just have to work out what's right for your, for your business. So yeah, interesting conversations that we've been having as a result over the last few weeks. Personally, um, so I handle all the commercial side of the business today, um, but I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> my, my background is very much marketing and operations. Um, and whenever, I used to manage services teams and the like, so you know, I'm very used to, not quite at the same level obviously today, but very used to crises where you know, yeah. a product's rolled out um, and, and it's not quite delivered what you're supposed to deliver and you're you know, basically putting out fires everywhere. Um, and I'm quite pragmatic and quite calm um, and so when this all happened for me, I, you know, fell back on that natural approach and sort of, you know, looked at right. Well, okay, so what are we going to do? Um, in the sales world, that doesn't quite work because actually you have to realise and you have to factor in what's happening on the other side. You know it's not your internal team that you're trying to gather the troops and and marshal and keep calm and and, and take action um, how you communicate to external companies is actually really important um, and and me being super pragmatic and, and super this is what we've got to do this is how we're going to solve it and you know um listening to what the comp where the company's going and then trying to figure it out if if the person receiving that message isn't ready to receive that message you've got to hold back and so um, for me, um, you know, I had to, had to really uh, learn. I've got great sales advisors who um, were warning me of all this and, and, and sort of coaching me on, on what I should be thinking about and how to approach that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So linked to that, Ria, there's obviously a
0: lot of talk on you know LinkedIn, um, etc., about maybe now isn't the right time to sell. And that's kind yep. of a little bit to what you just said now, but what, what's your take on that? Isn't, is now a time to be selling or, or what's your approach? So
1: I, I think like all things, um, uh, the definition of the word sell, there's a, there's a spectrum, right? Mm. Um, picking up the phone and going, look, we've got this amazing product that you should go and uh, go and look at, um, you know, isn't going to work right now. Um, listening and um, understanding the customer um going to work and if you'd asked me before this crisis how you should be selling um anyway to companies i would say the same thing you need to be listening to your prospect you need to be understanding what their problems are and then tailoring your messaging and how you um you know position what you're what you have as a as a a value proposition that specific business so in some ways um, that hasn't changed. Obviously, um, the length of the sales process is probably going to elongate because there's a lot more change, and therefore how you fit in and how you work is is different. But I do see an awful lot of companies on LinkedIn, especially talking about, oh, well, now is not the time to sell. I, I I don't really agree with that. I think I think the um, the way you go about it should be very nuanced and very careful. But um, but we're all um, here to um, you know, work and to, and to make um, the world go round. And, and the world doesn't go round if we all stop doing business.
0: Correct. Yeah, I'm of, I'm of the same opinion as you. I think we, of course, we have to be sensitive to, to what's going on and obviously not, um, not use this as any type of sales or marketing opportunity, but just you know, talk to people, continue to have those conversations. It may not be the time to purchase. But it's definitely time to have those conversations and just to see what people are. And, yep. um, and I think people will be grateful for those conversations um, as we're all sitting at home. We're all, we're all, we're all continuing to work, albeit that um, through rather extraordinary circumstances. Um, so let's talk a little bit about ABM and data, <laughs> right? Because I know this is, a, this is a, a, a hot topic for you. Talk to us about what, how do you see data impacting ABM?
1: So I came at this um, indirectly. Um, so, so the idea of building Radiate came at this because of data. Um, the the amount of data that is now available to B two B companies, both first party and third party, is is huge mm. um, compared to um, previous times. Um, and so. Um, It's critical. Uh, ABM for me, uh, you know, it's been around for for decades, but for me, the reason ABM is getting all the hype that it gets today is not because suddenly someone shone a light on this theory from decades ago. Mm -hmm. It's because someone shone a light on how we can use data to scale ABM and make it available to a much larger part of the market. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's challenges. Um, but, um, we wouldn't be in business if there wasn't a challenge. Um, you know, if it was easy, um, it would happen overnight, and and off we go. Um, it's, it's never like that.
0: Yeah, and so give us. can you give us a use case of how you're seeing data being deployed um, across ABM programs?
1: Yeah, I mean, commonly, um, one of the big ones is IP data. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you go back several years ago, um, I looked at it, you know, probably must've been 2013, 2014, I guess. Um, you know, and the accuracy rate was 20 to 30%. It, it was um, dire. Um, yeah. and, and and I dismissed it completely at that point. Um, three or four years ago, um, as I was looking at it, you could clearly see the data quality had increased significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were getting somewhere between 60 and, and 70, maybe even 80% match rates. Um um, and that suddenly allows you to to build on top of it, and that's the big, that's one of the big changes, obviously, in the ABM world is is suddenly now we can build infrastructure on top of this data that we know is accurate, and we can make decisions off that. Um, and and you know, in our case, we're actually able to close the loop because when we advertise to a company, we can identify location, we can start to actually sanity check. Um, um, the data that we're using, and and quickly switch off if there is any issue. Which for say, today, actually, we manage usually to get up to the eighty percent match rate. So, yeah.
0: and and what about in terms of the content and, and messaging strategy? I mean, how 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 does how does the data inform those?
1: Right. So, um, you know, once you can identify the company, you can then start to identify, obviously, vertical. You can start to identify where it sits inside your. You know, we we think about. With our clients, their total addressable market, and within that, the different ICPS that um, come together to create it, um, and and so suddenly you're able to know immediately well how important is this business to me, um, and 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 therefore based on that answer, do we you know trigger extra investment in marketing towards that business? Do we pull in sales? Um, and, and that's you know going back to what I was talking about. introducing radio at the beginning we think of ourselves as a sales and marketing platform not just a marketing platform Mm -hmm. because you know abm obviously you need sales and marketing alignment but there is a huge overlap in this between the two groups and and they have to work together to um, to make this work with all this data
0: and talking about that kind of sales and marketing alignment how do you see what makes a great abm program or a
1: successful ABM, abm program there's there's some there's some prerequisites.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, sales and marketing alignment is one of them. Um, you will waste an awful lot of money on an ABM program if you're doing it just on the marketing side mm-hmm. of the world. Um, you won't um, be able to scale very far if you just do it on the sales side of the world. So you need both to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, you need alignment around metrics. Um, you know. I, uh, Back 10 years ago, when uh, we were building Silverpops B2B solution, we had, you know, MQLs, SQLs, and, and they were one thing, right? You could you could barely put a piece of paper between the two of them. Um, but as every year has gone by, they, that's diverged and diverged and diverged. And, and um, for an ABM program to work, you've got to get a line. It doesn't necessarily, it usually isn't an MQL and SQL anymore. It's usually about what are the milestones in a, in a buyer's process that we want to get an account to Mm -hmm. um and there's agreement across that between sales and marketing so so that those are some of the prerequisites you need things like icps you've got to understand your market you need to um understand the the stakeholders that are involved so there's some legwork around research Mm -hmm. Um, i'm not of the view um and maybe that's controversial but um that you you throw lots and lots of money at research at the very top of your you know when you're starting out your abm program my view is you spend a small amount of money on research to get enough information about the key prospects your key companies that you really want to um, win but you only start to invest as you go through various trigger points and so, as someone starts to show buying intent, then you might trigger a much deeper dive into what case and what's happening with the company, um, what's you know what's changed, what how where do we fit in?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Doing that at the start of the program, by the time some of these companies get into the buying phase, um, it's all wasted money.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and are you seeing any trends with regards to you you know? The different types of programs in terms of one to many, one to few, one to one, strategic ABM, etc. You see, what are you seeing in the market at the moment?
1: Yeah, so so um, so we've seen a shift. Um, um, the UK is an interesting space because there's an awful lot of one to one thought leaders in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and one to one is important. But for most companies, one to one is very difficult to achieve at scale. Um, it's too expensive. So you might do that with a small number of companies. Um, but a lot of companies are investing more and more in one to few, and that's scaling up quite a large amount. Um, so that increases with more and more clusters. Um, but the big thing that we always see with our clients is, is normally when we start the conversations with them, they think of them as three siloed strategies, and they're absolutely not. Um, you might decide up front that a company is valuable enough that they sit in a one-to-few category so that sort of defines a level of investment Um, and you might decide up front that they sit in a one-to-one because they are you know um, a seven-figure contract for example Um, but the one-to-many is actually a bucket of everybody that you use to promote up Mm -hmm. to a one-to-few or one-to-many depending on insight whatever that happens to be right and would you see you mentioned promoting or promotion would you also see accounts being
0: demoted as well
1: yeah That's absolutely right yeah we we see this on the advertising side quite a lot so um, so you know with with our, with our mid with our clients that are targeting mid-sized companies you're spending five maybe ten pounds a month in in ad spend for the larger ones it could be 50 it could be 100 um And obviously, what happens at some point in in the process is a salesperson will pick up the phone and have a conversation with with one of those accounts, and you'll realize that they're not in market for 12 months, they're not in market for two years. Depending on the company, you might therefore decide to pull back. Mm -hmm. Now, that pullback could mean you demote to a one-to-many. It it could be that you actually put them in, you know. We we don't think of the world as being a series of campaigns. You might have specific campaigns for specific parts of the pipeline Um, but we also have a long tail campaign that continuously runs over 12 months and you drop these companies in you might not advertise to them every single day of the year but you might do short bursts over three months over 12 months sort of thing and and that keeps them aware you know what you're doing is um making sure you have the largest share of market voice for that particular company than any of your competitors um so, yeah, so it's almost like an always on in a sense right yeah. and
0: what what trends are you seeing and i wonder what are you seeing changing in you know this year
1: with regards to abm so this year i, I think it's really i think this whole um, covid-19 crisis will accelerate a bunch of a bunch of the prerequisites for abm so because we've got this situation where some verticals, some areas are just offline. Mm. Um, you have no choice but to go back to your ICPs and reassess them. Mm. And if you're reassessing them, um, sales guys want to get um, awareness into very specific niches. And you can't do that by doing a broad marketing campaign or a search campaign. You need to be using um, tools, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's someone like ourselves, that can place awareness right in front of those specific companies Um, and obviously that's just step one Um, you then you know again once you've started to take these steps um, actually what I think that means is that over the course of this year we'll see ABM continue to to grow Um, again force change uh, you know there's 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 nothing like this sort of situation to force people to change the way they
0: they do think so yeah I think I, I agree entirely with you there yes um talking about what's happening at the moment obviously everyone you're working from home I'm working from home everyone is is home based at the moment all over the world it's a kind of a huge social experiment in a, in a funny yeah, yeah. How, how's that impacting the work that you guys are doing how's that impacting your clients is it positively negatively
1: yeah it's mixed um um with you know so so for the most part um our clients are targeting enterprise Um, now um, the early on in this period the elephant in the room um, uh, was was that you know we we use IPs we use cookies but if we're using IP then um, how are we going to reach how are we going to identify somebody if they're at home rather than in the office Um, and and actually you know because most of our clients are targeting the enterprise those companies are all using VPNs Um, security is obviously a a prerequisite here Mm -hmm. and so when you VPN in to us as a platform, you look exactly the same as if um, you're working in the office. Mm -hmm. And so we're still able to reach um, those companies just fine. Um, And, and, and so, um, so in that sense, it's, um, you know, we're lucky, I guess, compared to, to some companies.
0: Yeah. And finally, with regards to yourselves, Radio B2B, how's your, sales and marketing strategy changed
1: yeah um i for me I, I think you know the world hasn't ended right it's changed um and 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 so it isn't a case of we need to drop everything it also isn't a case of we can continue as before mm. um for me i i, I lo- my challenge is i love to talk about what we do Right. I love I, 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 I've been lucky and I always have been able to build businesses that I absolutely believe in and love. And so for me to stop talking about that, it's actually quite difficult. <laughs> um, but there's there's um, there's a lot. There's always been. ABM is early and there's always been a lot of education around um, what is it? How does it fit in? Um, what's um, you know? What does this situation mean for ABM? And so a lot of our our commentary has been around. Well, what should you be thinking about? Yeah. Um, and what should um, what should you do? And a lot of that has been done customer side. So working with data, working with um, and what our clients are seeing to help understand, help them understand, and help them um, do better um, in the current environment. Um, but equally externally. Um, you know we've, I, we've been doing lots of lots of interviews like this podcasts um, webinars uh, obviously though though I think I, I, I react um, earlier to, to people in terms of um, um, what's the phrase um, put it, an avalanche of webinars put it that way um, I, I think I got burnt out with webinars about about three weeks ago um, so it, I now go on very few webinars um, um, from a, from a personal standpoint but, uh, but, you know, the messaging is changing. I think actually, today, people should now be thinking about the period after working from home. Um, we are, we know in the UK, we're three weeks away, um, at least. Um, but I, my view is, is that in three weeks time, we'll be opening up little parts of the economy, and that's gonna to continue to grow. And when that happens, we're going to have the same chaos that we had three or four weeks ago. Um, and, and so as, um, as companies, what, you know, as businesses, what we should all be trying to do is to plan for that environment today, um, flexibly, obviously, so that we can, we can shift and change based on the environment. Um, but if we don't do that today, then we'll lose time because of the chaos when we do start to come out, obviously in Europe, they're already starting to come out. Um, and so that's where my messaging is is now focused on is, is planning, you know, how should you be planning? What should you be thinking about? What should you be doing? Um, and, um, and, and being ready um, yeah. to pull the trigger. Cause the work, the companies that, you know, the companies that are going to reach uh, someone used the phrase escape velocity to me um, yesterday, um, you know, the companies who reach that fastest are going to be the ones that are planning today, not the ones that are planning it, um, once we know for sure that we're coming out.
0: Yeah. Well, we're in for a very interesting and and perhaps a little bit of a bumpy ride over the coming weeks and months. So, uh, hope that everything works out for yourself there at Radiate B2B. And thank you, Riaz, for your time today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. lovely to talk to you.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk ABM, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.